0: It's time for another episode of The Hartley Show. Thank you for all the support. I sincerely appreciate it. Let's get right into it. What's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of The Hartley Show. I apologize for a bit of a delay. I've been doing lifeguard training. Friday and Saturday, and boy, is it exhausting on my body. I, I hey,
1: you got that hurt ankle though, so I know, knew it, it would be
0: intense day. coming so in, fun. but I, I just, I just never thought it would just completely drain me. I guess it's a sign that I'm out of shape or some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> that, but honestly, the only, the only time that really hurts is when we stop, we get out of the water, and then they're explaining to do something new. It doesn't even hurt in the water or when I'm like kicking down and do something. But anyway, I have another wonderful guest on this week. I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Well, my name's Scott. I am uh I'm a human. I'm the same planet as you. I'm a human on planet Earth. Um I currently attend the University of Oregon. I'm working on becoming a history teacher at the high school level and also a coach. Um, I'm interested in a lot of things. I'm interested in history, obviously. I'm interested in sports. Yeah, I'm interested you know, it's in so history. Um, yeah, I'm excited to be So, starting off with this question as a fellow
0: Eagles fan Who do you think we will draft, and who do you want us to draft?
1: Oh, man. It's a tough one. Um,. I mean, we're both Eagles fans. We both know our draft stu- struggles, especially recently. One pro bowler since 2015, and, and he's no longer on the roster. We don't, we don't even have to bring up his name. We don't, we don't have to talk about that man. But um, I don't know. It's hard. Who do oh, yeah. I think we will draft is a much more loaded question because our front office is so unpredictable. Um, I mean, last year we took Jalen Riker up front of Justin Jefferson. So, you know, I honestly couldn't tell you. Who do I want us to draft? I would hope we can get Devontae Smith. But there have been rumors circulating about us trading back into the top 10. It's crazy, man. Honestly, that's a loaded question. I don't even know right now. We pretty much have holes at every position on the field. I don't think anybody's safe on the roster. I don't think anybody has an ironed-down job. No one... Is safe from being traded. No one's safe from being replaced. Yeah, by that's, a rookie. that's what I'd like I to. I hope we can the, get a game-changing the skill player.
0: two, the I think, positions that like fit at number twelve. Obviously, you know there have been rumors that we could move back into the top ten, which you know definitely. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know it.
1: You it know, just like you mentioned, How,
0: Howie Roseman is unpredictable and in a very dangerous way i guess that's the word in terms of anything that he can do can
1: (laughs) i mean he won a super bowl right i mean he won a super bowl we'll give him the benefit of the doubt
0: i don't don't like being like a one-hit wonder but it seems like everyone is everyone is like that right now that's just (laughs) that's how the sport is and oh i hate hate it too man
1: yeah the league is crazy the national yeah, football the league is are crazy. teams have about one or two year windows these days to make it happen and yep you got to have that qb on the rookie deal so you know if we did go qb if they really did want to bring in someone to compete with jalen hurts i wouldn't be opposed like i mean quarterback is the way that you know the game's obviously going so i don't know there's a lot of options in this year's draft but like i said yeah whatever happens happens because we really have holes everywhere you know we are not going to be good so it should yeah. be best i'm them. opposed to
0: a quarterback just and because of, I, I hate when he uses the phrase get. quarterback factory and then just surrounds him with absolute bums and and expects whoever whoever <laughs> will be the week one starter to perform like patrick mahomes or some shit so that's why i think you should at least start filling those positions beforehand which is why i like waddle assuming we stay at 12. um i'm not opposed to Oh yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, hey, I've got I've got a question for you though. I've got a question for you. I don't I don't think we've ever had an in depth conversation about this. What? Do you yeah, think? should we have traded Carson? It it was it was just a
0: sinking ship essentially. I I think it would, I think it would have taken too much to be able to fix it. I I don't know if Nick Sirianni is the answer considering some of his recent press conferences with play, playing rock paper scissors. <laughs>
1: I hate, I hate judging oh, the yeah, guys off too. of their introdu- introductory <laughs> press conferences. But, like, come on, man. Rock, paper, scissors. Rock, paper, scissors to judge the draft prospects. Like, I don't know. Hey, he, I'll say this about Sirianni. And 1st I'll first follow that up by – or proceed that by saying that I do think we should have traded Carson. I love his talent, but it was time for him to go. Like, in Philadelphia, it's not going to work. I wish him the best in Indianapolis. I think he'll have some success there. But what I will say about Nick Sirianni – he had some success in Indianapolis he took a he took an offense that honestly didn't have much talent on it like T.Y. Hilton's not a number one receiver Philip Rivers is well past his prime last year and made it a very formidable football team and I'm hoping that we can have some similar success with Philadelphia I don't expect an 11 win season I just expect to compete I expect improvement every week expect development and I just hope that we can mm-hmm. be better than we're expected to 'Cause that's all that matters, right? How do you produce compared to your expectations? And I think this Eagles yeah, team has I just hope a we stay competitive and that we're not
0: this year. Dead last in one of the worst divisions of might be all time.
1: <laughs> it's on it <laughs> like low the, key it's the on giants. the come up. Low key it's on the come up. Dak's coming back. The football team seems to get it, be getting it figured I, out. I and think they got a good whatever's receiver. Whatever's happening with the I Giants is happening with the Giants. It all just falls on Daniel Jones now. Who
0: knows?
1: Yeah, if, if he even ends up as their starter. But, yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, it, it's all about expectations. How do you perform compared to your expectations? If you were an Oklahoma City Thunder fan last year, you were ecstatic to be the fifth seed losing the first round. Like, but – if you're a Warriors fan this year, you're pissed yeah, off that you're the right. nine seed, and ten seed. I assume for both of us our expectations are expectations are pretty
0: low. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I have I have none honestly. I don't I don't know what to expect. <laughs> I don't know who Nick Sirianni is. I forget his name every other day. Like it, I I don't really know what's going on yeah, with this. Then, football team.
0: You know that's a good it, transition, it and say, I'll start it, off with this hot take I've mentioned a couple times. Uh, I'm, I'm not in on Brooklyn. I don't think seven games is enough and completely abandoning defense.
1: Um, I agree with you. And I, I first of all, I don't agree about the abandoning defense. They've improved as the season's gone on. James Harden and Kevin Durant are good defenders when they try. The problem is they historically don't try in the regular season. But we saw it with Harden last year in the first round. When he tries, he can be a good defender. He made a game winning play in the playoffs last year on defense, stripping the ball from Lou Dor. Um, I, I do agree with you about the seven games. This is a guy who's a big Brooklyn supporter. It's frustrating to see that, you know, Kyrie has flaked out. Harden hasn't been able to be healthy as KD's gotten healthy, and KD just it seems to be one injury after another and one minute's restriction after another. But um, I think the people who are on that train, that there's no way they could win, are underestimating the value of the three offensive players they have. They have three guys Absolutely. who are arguably top five offensive talents of this generation on, on one team. And also a coach – that allows them to play the way they want to play on offense. And also a supporting cast with some good defenders, Bruce Brown, Nick Claxton, sharpshooter, and Joe Harris, Blake Griffin is honestly looked like a good addition for them on a vet minimum buyout. Like their rosters legit. It's not just those three, but I do agree with you. It's going to be hard for them to just turn on a switch. I think they can. I think there's certainly a chance, but it's going to be hard. Um, I still have them as my Eastern Conference champion. I don't know if they would be able to beat the Lakers or the Clippers in a final series or whoever makes it out of the West. But um, even if they even if they can't get it done this year, it's not the end of the world. They're going to stay together. Miami lost in their first year with their big three, you know. Write this one off as some practice. You got Harden midseason. You had to deal with some injuries. You had to deal with Kyrie's, whatever. Um it's not the end of the world if they don't win it. But I'm I'm certainly not writing them off. Not when you have those three guys. And keep in mind, I think a lot of people like to devalue this fact. They have three NBA championships between their big three. You can write off KD's rings all you want. He won both of those, and he was the finals MVP in both of them. And Kyrie played phenomenally in the ring he won. And he's played in another finals, and KD has played in two other finals. So... Brooklyn yeah. has a lot and of in experience. terms of defense, I mean I don't more know if related be able to, to simply flip so the switch, I think
0: it's clear cut that Milwaukee and Philly are the only other teams that can really compete in the conference finals with them.
1: Yeah. Yes. And now I would re- I would only yeah. put Milwaukee And
0: in that I don't think. Recently. They DeAndre, look a Jordan, lot better and have Griffin, since and now there's Trump. no Aldridge. Are able to guard Giannis and Embiid, who will likely be the ones. I think I think you can make a case for Kevin Durant to be put on Giannis but it, just for the in in this case, just in Philadelphia,
1: you're gonna see a lot. But of I don't play. think anyone's guarding I Embiid, and I think. That on Giannis, yeah. which we'll see, we'll see. No, no, and no one's guarding Giannis. But the the, the thing is, okay, let's y- you bring up a valid point. Is anyone gonna be able to guard Giannis or Embiid on that team? Yeah. No. Yeah. Who on the Sixers or the Bucks is going to be able to contain all three of Harden, KD, and Kyrie on any given night? So it, it, it's pretty much going to come down to with this team: can my big three outscore your big one or your big two, depending on the team? I don't. Know. It, it, it's yeah. a complicated situation. If they played more games this season, I would say unquestionably NBA champions. But unfortunately, it hasn't been the case, and uh, I'm still not writing them off though. I'm still not writing them off. It's going to be very, very challenging, but especially in a year like this where, let's face it, most stars haven't really been playing a lot. Giannis has missed games. Joel's missed games. LeBron's missed games. Kawhi's missed games. So has all the Nets' big three. Like, yes, these guys have missed games, but so has everybody else. So it's a weird season. Not as weird as last yeah, year. Yeah, that's really But fair. anything could happen. And, and i transition Kurt to Alice this. Could win out.
0: I think if Simmons doesn't show out, and I'm and I'm talking like twenty eight and eight, like every game in the playoffs, I think you really have to look into probably moving him. And for who is a big question because I keep seeing like Bradley Beal and people like that, and I I don't think that solves the issue because then you're you're just abandoning more defense, and you do need defense to win. But I think it's just really concerning that this this will be the third maybe fourth you could say fourth year in a row that in the playoffs when it really matters he's just gone
1: i'll say this about ben simmons he is in my opinion the best perimeter defender in the nba right now he, yeah and if you're not going to say he's the best he's at least top five like watch the dude he's locked down you know that you're, you're you know you're a Sixers fan you're not dumb he is an exceptional passer and runner of the floor. It is frustrating to watch people focus so much on what Ben can't do, which is fair. You know, I, I'm not dumb either. I know what Ben can't do, and I know how it affects the team And because he can't <laughs> and chooses not to do it. We know the word that I'm referring to. But he is so talented in other areas of the court, and we can see it. Without one yeah. of Ben or Joel, even without just one of them, the team is a completely different team. Ben has a lot of gravity on this team. Now, I agree with you. He needs to step it up offensively. He needs to be more aggressive. Yes. Even, if it, even if it's not shooting. In the playoffs, he just needs to be more aggressive because we've seen how teams guard him and how they can eliminate him from the offensive game plan. But his facilitation, what he brings to the fast break, what he brings to the defensive end of the floor, and his – Basketball IQ for such a young player's off the charts, Um, but he he does need to be more aggressive. I don't think after this season, you know, even if we don't get the one seed, we're gonna be in contention for it all season long. So you know, one of the best teams in the conference after this season, unless it's like a first round exit or an ugly second round exit, I don't think we can move Ben, and he would have to play really really bad. There's just too much promise being shown right now. In the Somewhere first runner, year probably, of Doc yeah. Rivers. Joel's still twenty-six. What has been twenty-four? Like like we we've got time and we've got good pieces around the squad. We've got good shooting. We've got good guys <laughs> off the bench. We've got a good backup center in Dwight How- Like, I never thought I would say that, but we've got a good backup center in Dwight Howard. Yeah. Like he's all right. <laughs> now, could Mike Scott be cut? Absolutely. But, you know, the rest of the squad, and I, I, I really yeah. like and I think it would be premature to give up unless it was disastrous. I I understand what you're saying, but like, unless it's that bad, I just think it would be foolish. I was on this train last year. you got to trade one of Ben or Joel because it looked like a disaster. But now that we got doc, we really look formidable and we have two generational talents right now. And Ben and Joel, like, are they the best players in the league? No. But does like there is no other Joel and there is no other Ben Simmons in this league right now. And I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm not on yeah, the train. The result will right
0: definitely there. matter, I think, because right uh, now as the second the playoffs seed, will tell us. we'll probably the line playoffs up to face Milwaukee and we yep. haven't done good.
1: I think I think we can I mean I don't even know where the fuck Ben is right now. But if yeah, he can come I think back, I think, we, I think we can still battle it out for that first seed. You know that's certainly that's certainly not over. We've been flip right flopping. With I know Bird the, the other night. Long, I think are we half a game back? Game and a half. Recording?
0: Yeah, we've we've are lost we? four in a row. Yeah.
1: Oh. Okay. I guess we we had a rough week. We had we've had a r- we've had a rough week, but I mean. No, I'm not these, the these games could I'm not losing mean I'm less not than me. I, I think the the,
0: the only sir, sir. implication that really matters to me is just seeding because you know there's a big drop off for whoever the fourth seed is and I think you can easily win two series if you're the if, if you're the first seed rather than you know have a little bit of a battle sure. with Milwaukee uh, in, in the second round.
1: No, in in this team's been you know up to Doc Rivers and Daryl Morey. this team has been vocal about wanting to be the first seat as they should be you know it's a good position to have yourself in. you run the table everything goes through you. they absolutely should battle it out and you know if you don't get it, go to the playoffs and battle it out as a two seat you can't yeah. let that be the end of the world I but, think uh, I mean I, I, I'm not losing faith in playoffs Oklahoma
0: tonight I think I don't remember who we play after that yeah. this is a great opportunity no matter if you think
1: to get it back with
0: about three weeks left regular season it'll be important because first seed looks nice and and it really helps because right now i think we'd be we'd be playing the knicks which i mean are a shocker team but
1: (laughs) i don't i still don't want anything to do with it man i don't want anything to do with the knicks i mean it it, we'll see what happens man we'll we will see what happens but at the end of the day unless disaster really strikes and by disaster i'm talking like a sweep in the first round or second round if you make the conference finals yeah
0: right now we'd be trading anybody should not even be mr jimmy butler in in the
1: first round but
0: Oh, wait, there's play in. There's play in. So even that's and still up in the air. It I, could honestly, be I'm fine. Charlotte, now. Indiana, or, wow, Washington.
1: Yeah. It, and honestly, it, it it's not going to be an easy road no matter what. But I think we have the proper coaching now. I think Joel is as locked in as he's ever been. Ben is as locked in as he's ever been. I feel like people don't talk about that enough, how on it Ben has been this season. Um, We've got good veteran leadership, guys who have been there, like Danny Green, Dwight Howard, who have surprised me this season, honestly. Like, pleasantly surprised me. Um, I I think this team has uh, all the components to be a legit championship. Big thing is just seeding because,
0: I mean, wow. I'm actually – I didn't even know this. New York has won nine in a row. I'm – We've ha- we've handled them pretty well. Sometimes it's gotten a little dicey. Like I think the last time yep. we played them, we went to overtime. But I mean, it would it, it's a clear drop off in talent compared to Milwaukee, who we've lost every time to this year. But none of those games we've been completely healthy. I think first time we played, I I was at that game and Joel didn't play, and we we really blew that one. Um, and then you know we had the double series last time. And we lost both of those because Simmons didn't play either and Embiid only played in one. So, you know, we'll see. Um, I'm excited nonetheless. I think this is is our best chance since two, two years ago when we lost to Toronto and...
1: Anything less than an Eastern Conference Finals appearance agree, and competing I'm, in that series would I'm be sure extremely. You're disappointing. sick and tired of
0: extremely disappointing being a second round exit, and you know last year we didn't even.
1: No, I mean it's the. In my opinion, it's yeah. the worst place to be in the NBA. One of those fringe playoff teams because you're not getting any better, you're not winning. <laughs> it's it, it's NBA purgatory, and unfortunately. It's also the hardest phase to break out of. And in I'll say this, last take on the Sixers. In my opinion right now, in today's NBA, the way it's currently constructed with super teams and just some of the talent we have, you absolutely need a top 10 player on your team to win a championship. It's not a question. You absolutely need a top 10 player. I think you can argue that you need a top 5 player to win an NBA championship. And this postseason, I think, is going to set the tone for what Joel is going to be in that hierarchy of players. Can Joel become a legit top five player, you know, at least borderline top five player in this league, a guy that can win championships and put a team on his back? I think he can. I think he can be that guy, but. Uh, we'll see this season because he's in his prime. He has the team around him, and he has the coach. Yeah, I would so, absolutely. Agree with you. Yeah, I think this is going to be telling. Have you been following any baseball
0: happens. recently?
1: Man, honestly, with baseball this season, man, it's hard. It's hard to watch games because they're just not televised. <laughs> and I've got, I've honestly gotten tired of illegally ripping them. <laughs> After no. I got league pass, I got league pass for the first time this year, which I don't have league pass. <laughs> You got to get on that. It dude, League Pass is the shit. League, like, best purchase I've ever made in my life. It's constant entertainment every single night. But yeah, ever since then, I haven't really been wanting to do the illegal streams. But um, hopefully, our fills can get better yeah, so we can get some more nationally. Not great. I, 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 I mean, don't watch I any know of the Colorado
0: series, with, but I, I been been mean, they they don't have Arenado anymore in, their, in their, their bottom feeders. But I, we lost that series. We're two and seven. Away, that's that's an ugly record. But I think what's most ugly out of all of this is that every team in the NL East is playing terrible. I mean, the Mets are number one, and they're oh, (laughs) I mean, one Bryce. Yes, I did.
1: Oh, coming back.
0: You know, center field is just a wash at this point. (laughs) I mean, he he was literally like the last person, just because of the shit that he did, which is understandable. I think he's. Better than Moniac in yeah.
1: terms of talent, but you know. Man, man, can, this just this just brought this up on my mind? Is as, as Philly fans, can we sure. talk about some hot water that Philly fans have been in recently? <laughs> nah, I, I did uh, have have you talked about this on your on uh, your show? No, maybe. You know you know what I'm getting at? Oh, uh... <laughs> It's your boy, that pussy fofo. Oh fo- fo. uh, no, I've
0: I not talked about this on the podcast yet, but oh no. my god! Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: Oh, absolutely.
1: I mean, I feel like you know, we're kind of obligated. He represents us, man. He was the he was the most famous Philly fan. He's, yeah, like, he's, he's, he's definitely up the, there. Like he was and one of the he, most famous super he, fans. He, he really fumbled anything. the ball. Yeah. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know what happened, he, uh, long story short, got catfished by some predator poachers, texting a 13-year-old girl, trying to come over and uh, do obscene things with a minor, and they Did caught him, the and they got him on camera, a good 45-minute-long <laughs> video, something like that. Yeah, I watched the yeah. whole thing. I watched every single second of it. It, it was embarrassing, man. Because especially oh because yeah the the Alex one dude
0: starting like run. insulting him and I'm I'm like dude you're
1: you're you're losing the, <laughs> you're losing the message here. yeah and he he that that dude right there I, I I'm I've been a fan of multiple predator predator poachers channels for a while and that dude is under hot water in the community oh I, I thought was he was Alex making racist because he remarks. himself has been caught oh, talking yeah, yeah, to minors yeah. before yeah <laughs> and, and racist remarks it's both. So, like, he, you know, both of these dudes were kind of morons. And, you know, EDB let them get yeah. Um Yeah. It's honestly sad, man, that that goes on in our society. It, it It's honestly kind of a wake-up call that that it's real. Yep. You know? Like, <laughs> that's someone's kid. And fat-ass Bryant. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try, like, I don't know. It's embarrassing, man. It's embarrassing for Eagles fans. It's embarrassing yeah. – cuz I mean everybody he was more was than a just a fan of EDP honestly I've been like I, I don't know about you but just because of the yeah. fact that he's an Eagles fan I've been on him a long, longer than a lot of yeah. people have like I, I've been watching this dude since like er, like middle school like he's been in the game for, like yeah, it. it you, you for anybody listening this kid Ethan for my birthday literally got me a cameo uh, you know, I can't. We're oh, celebrities. Yeah. Will give you a little yeah. V Yeah, organized all message. of that. We From got a EDP. bunch
0: of people like, like, we to we chip were in money EDP and. Fans,
1: man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yep. Like it, and that that was a great gift, and I love that because I was a big EDP fan. So I don't know. I'm honestly embarrassed myself. Like, it, I don't know. It's it's a tough situation. Yeah. I hope that he gets help <laughs> if he doesn't end up getting locked up. I I really hope that he gets help. Uh, He already deleted all the videos on his channel. Yeah, I've
0: heard um, the county is is starting to to investigate him. I'm honestly not surprised he commits suicide just because I I do believe that the dude's – What does he –
1: like I don't yeah, I, I mean, don't wish he, death he, upon I, anybody, I, I, I believe the
0: the part where he talks about how he's a lonely guy and and this and that I think you know a lot of people turn to YouTube in that sense and that's why you're seeing more content creators be exposed for doing the stuff because they're not like socially aware of all this stuff and you know mm-hmm. he's obese some and... mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and
1: takes a special kind of person to be a content creator. Yeah, you have to
0: really put on a personality. It really does. And, I know firsthand. You know, it takes It's hard to act that 24-7.
1: But yep. yep. And I'll say this yeah. one last thing about it, because I don't even want to give this guy too much airtime, even on this show. But fucking, like, it's been obvious that he's been on a decline. I've honestly stopped being a fan gradually over the last year as he's yeah. turned into this weird, Trumpy, gun rights activist like <laughs> he, he's and he's put on a lot of weight like more weight than he already had on which is scary is you know he he's like in my opinion been on a pretty obvious decline for a while mentally and the fact that it yeah. culminated a lot of a lot of the best
0: videos or more i guess and it, and it also plays into much. just the history of how what how this team's gone like for me personally like i i could feel the, the burnout in terms of just really trying to stay engaged. And I'm, I'm sure mm-hmm. he feels the same way, but I'm also for all the reasons you just mentioned. I mean, you know, it's hard to do that stuff forever, but I mean, a lot of the hilarious means of him, like just the short clips that you see on the internet are all from years ago. None of them is really current stuff other than what you see now about him being caught. So it's totally understandable. And, mm-hmm. you know, I hope he gets help. I, yep. you know, it's hard, but I'm, I also would not be surprised. I mean, I don't think he has, like you mentioned a lot of support around him and, you know. Not a whole lot of direction to go next because he he really seemed adamant about not going to jail. I mean, he, he looked terrified.
1: No, I mean, dude, EDP's not lasting a day in jail. He's a shit talker. Yeah. Shit talkers don't don't fare well in, in yeah. the federal prison system, yeah. especially if you're a convicted pedophile. You're not gonna have much luck. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's sad. I don't want yeah. to give them much more air time, no. though. I just I, I thought, thought it, it was a worthwhile to topic plans. to bring up. So, personally, uh,
0: rap hasn't been, been, ha- has been keeping up for me. I think re- really slow. And, and YSL2 it's wasn't anything crazy for me in to the you know, keep up with. Um, I mean, what, what else has even come out with? The Conway album was good, but, I
1: mean, it's literally... Yeah It's not We know what Griselda's giving us at this point Like I'm not dissing Griselda Like they make great music I've been on them since 2018 When Benny dropped Or was it 2019 When Benny dropped Plugs 1 You know that was my introduction to them Hitler wears Hermes with West and like but but yeah. we, we know exactly what West side's gonna draw or what Griselda's gonna drop at this yeah. point. Like, and I, I think not, you know, they're i see no longer pushing almost as a good
0: price. thing, sort of. I mean, you know, like you mentioned, you know what you're gonna get and sometimes I can feel like a burnout. But like if you're like a real fan, like I mean, I enjoy every time I see that Griselda's gonna drop nonetheless, mm-hmm. but
1: no yeah of course like there isn't a griselda project that i don't enjoy even even some of their more lackluster product uh projects like i'm not a big fan of plugs two in comparison to what plugs one was like it's still an enjoyable record you know you you get your bars you get your coke bars you get your you're kind of your artsy beats heavy with samples you get great production good pen games like Good. You get some always some good features from sometimes unexpected guests. A good presentation, good rollout, good artwork. Like, Griselda knows how to package up their product very nicely. But, yeah, and I mean the only and other been, notable one been I can think up of, of the best top projects, of my head. Like,
0: recently. I mean, was, Slime Language too and you know, good start, poor ending. I've I've been saying that a lot. But in terms of,
1: yep. It, uh. I will say we're about to get uh, this alchemist project uh, project with Earl Navy, Boldy James. I did, I did like it. Um, like I'm excited for that one. Uh, did you listen to that first single? I I, I do like that. I really like. Uh, that's kind of the wave I've been on recently. I guess I've been on this kind of new underground wave that's sort of been bubbling thanks to Earl. Earl's over the past few years, a lot of people would say. That he's fallen off the map. Yeah. I disagree. He's he's made that conscious decision to mm-hmm. go in a different direction musically, and he's bringing all his homies with him, which is very respectable. And his friends are actually all very talented rappers. Navy Blue, Narkel, they've put out good projects of their own. So I'm excited. And, oh, Mavi, not, I don't know if you've ever checked out Mavi. I very much recommend him for anybody listening. Uh, Let the Sun Talk, great, great, great project. But. I'm excited that The Alchemist is kind of taking that wave. Yeah, what I've been into recently is more of just, album. like,
0: alternative stuff. Like so, um, Jeff Rosenstock, I recommend. It's, like, this, like, sure. high-energy sort of, like, experimental, like, material where it's just kind of, like, loud. It's, like, it reminds me a little bit of Death Grips. I wouldn't say, like, a tongue because it –
1: No, I actually saw. Uh, mm-hmm. I haven't listened to it yet, but I saw that he put out a ska version. Yeah, of Scott one of his Dreams albums, and I'm a big ska music. And, and, fan. and that's like that's the one, I just is wanted one to. of my favorite groups of all time. So, so, but to my I, understanding, I, I, I it's think like so. I haven't listened to of one a of lot his of his stuff either. I, I, I just saw that
0: Fantano gave this an eight, so I thought, why not start with that? And eventually, I'll get into more. But it sounds like the theme. Yeah, I just finished it, and I would say. At least based so on like, the art of the Green. rest and the names, it sounds okay. like it's like a theme throughout. Like there's there's something connecting to every single one. But again, I, I haven't listened to nearly enough to speak on okay. that. And then I also recently got into MGMT.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, MG, mm-hmm. Like I mean, they've been in the game for Little whatever, Dark Age. But they yeah. keep putting... Little Dark World's yeah. a great project. Is that, is that what it's called? I, I, yeah, hey, Little Dark Age. Uh, yeah, you know, you, you've of yeah. course got your old school bangers yeah. like Alexa that's have been on recently. You know, the Strokes, they, they I recently they're, they're good, got into
0: Oasis too, stuff like that. Because I mean, yeah,
1: no, you're right. Hip hop's hip hop's been lacking, man. I think we're in. I I started making this take last summer. I think, and this might be premature. I'm, you know, we could look at this in three years, listening back for, for Fox, and this could be an extremely cold take, but I'm gonna make it anyways, because I've made my share, fair share of cold takes, so why not add to the list? Um, I think hip hop is dying, as we know it, at least. We're starting to get into a phase where this, mm-hmm. what came out of the SoundCloud era, is starting to get very repetitive. There's really nothing new coming out of that trap scene that arose from the 2016 soundcloud boom which i was never against i don't want to sound like some old head who is and who's dissing trap music like i think it had its place in the game yeah. but it's starting to die down there's really nothing original coming out of that everybody sounds the same there's only so many beats you can make in that situation um like the i feel like just the projects that have been coming out lately in any subgenre of hip hop just don't have that same gravity or originality or replayability and i think we could be seeing hip hop transition into something else i don't know what that's going to be yet but um i i feel like we have we've reached a yeah. tipping point artistically and it has to go one way or the other and I I don't know. Hip hop's in a tough place right now, man. There's a lot. There's a lot of yeah, dope guys making well, a of I've music. talked about
0: this before, so there's I think, think actually TikTok coming. has a major influence on that because people like Kid Lori or whatever. I think that's his name. It's.
1: God, it, yeah, it, it makes it's, me sick not, to see yeah. these guys. Like I've mm-hmm, listened to exactly. them. It's trash. I'm sorry. It's not. Good. I think it's that's juice sort of that this is heading. Just because all of really <laughs> like, these.
0: Little sound bites that you know these huge TikTok influencers use, and then that's what, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's shit like that. Like I don't even know who made that, and I don't. Why are you
1: always in a mood? And
0: I don't really care. I think that's, it's. it's we're yeah, see, we're I starting the industry. Really is starting big to influence on take over know, where this pushes, and I think it'll be just a lot more like pop rap shit like.
1: If if this is the end of hip hop as we know it though, like let's say it dies like disco. Yeah. Look at all the dope shit we got out of it, man. What a what a run. Even if it is like even if it is the end or the beginning of the end. What a run, man. In my opinion, it is the most it is the genre with the most artistic room to breathe. It is the genre where you can put your skills as a lyricist as a poet as a musician on display the best. Yeah, and it's, it's changed and lives. It's really a blank canvas in my opinion, hip hop is. So so in that said that said, like I hope that a new wave can kind of bubble up and save it. You know, I don't know what it's going to yeah. be. I don't think Earl Sweatshirt's wave has enough mainstream appeal to do that. I don't think Griselda's wave has as enough mainstream appeal to do that. But I'm hoping that something can come about and kind of retake, retake the mainstream. Here yeah, because it's not if emo rap. For really, people is people like you and me who are major fans, we
0: listen to all, all sorts of rap, and you know, it's the mainstream. Yep. Like,
1: I, and I have no problem yeah, with I've, mainstream. Yeah, mainstream, I judge every song it's the what same. It, whether what it is it gets in the mainstream, ten billion
0: listens or ten thousand listens, it, it doesn't.
1: Mm-hmm. Man, I'm not going to lie, this new Drake Yeah, world, I didn't think it was bad three song, Like that shit bumped, I thought Drake did a good job on that Like, yeah, Lemon Pepper Freestyle Was one of his better songs in a while In my opinion, at least in terms of rapping Like the song with Lil Baby was nice Like, you know, I have no problem with mainstream yeah. music And it's the fact that it's already almost mainstream May currently, And
0: I mean that problem. Notable projects have been Extremely little It's, it's concerning I, I hope for a good summer i mean i don't even know like what people are waiting for because like you know many artists want to wait because you know they want to get album and concerts together which you know they can't do concerts but i mean people are starting to schedule yeah people are starting to schedule concerts
1: we're getting there now yeah. we're getting to that point where we can do concerts i have tickets to benny the butcher in july you know yeah i don't it, it's complex like what is kendrick doing what is kanye doing What is Jay Holder? The biggest voices in hip-hop right now of the 2010s have all been silent for years now. What (laughs) is Frank Ocean? He's not even hip-hop. But, I mean, Frank Ocean is hip-hop, but he's not hip-hop. You know what I mean? Like, like all these big voices in the game Mm -hmm. that carried us through what, in my opinion, was a good decade of rap in the 2010s have just been silent and yeah. that contributes and I think, I mean, to the kind of the slow still waiting the for the th- Bob Azama, drake
0: though. album i mean that was that was supposed to be january i think i think that could really give a little bit of life just considering even, yeah, even you know, drake. how little projects have been but it's, eh.
1: mm-hmm. you know granted, we've we've had people step up and make quality music Freddie Gibbs, Griselda, like we talked about, you know, it, there's people who are stepping out and putting mm-hmm. out really quality yep. stuff, but these mainstream guys that yeah. ca- that really carry the genre, that they, they, they've been silent, and it, it, it's frustrating to see. Mm-hmm. I get, I get taking time off for artistic reasons, personal reasons, but I don't know. In the streaming age, it's weird yep. to go from 2017 to 2020. And I think COVID has a big influence,
0: on. and I, I also think it's crazy that. You know, I'll, I'll give an example. So, ASAP Rocky is on the list for rolling loud, which is in late July. That dude hasn't dropped anything since 2018. Like, like what's he going to perform? Is he going to drop something from now sure. until then? I would hope so. But it's like, what are you going to perform testing from three years ago? Like... Yeah, it's good. I'm, I'm not dissing and, testing. And, and, in let's general. face mm-hmm.
1: it, I, I like testing. There's some good tracks on that album Purity, Praise the Lord. Like, there's some good yeah. songs, but it didn't have a lot of mainstream appeal. The album didn't perform that yeah, well. Yeah, I saw that list. of sales. And, you know, like, I, I don't even know what's going on. There's, I don't, I don't know. I just, I feel like the gravity of what the game of rap brings yeah. it is it needs someone not who's, as strong as you know, it is. Like we've already was. mentioned, who's it's just been there for
0: years and has that mainstream grab to drop something and no one stepped up yet. And I think Drake's the closest, but I feel like that's slowly slipping away even more for whatever reason.
1: Yeah. I mean, he still is the yep. ultimate cheat code in rap music. You know, you get Drake on your song, you're getting streams all day long. There's no other artist who has the poll that he does, but, but mm-hmm. how did Drake, how did Drake do that? He had to extend into the pop realm, the R and B realm. You know, it, he had to extend past rap. I don't know. It's like I, I, don't know. It's hard. It's hard to even sum up the state of hip hop right now. It, it's complex and it has a lot of layers to it because it is such a big genre with so many subgenres and just so many of the big names who haven't dropped in forever. It, it it's, it's in a rough state right now. I hope. I sure hope it doesn't die because I'm a self-proclaimed. Proclaimed hip-hop head. It's my favorite genre. I'll, before, I'll ask you the same
0: question that I asked my guest last. I don't, I don't want Do to you think
1: that, but it sure feels like it.
0: music, and uh particularly fab rap music in, in this situation, should be made for critics such like Fantano, Pitchfork, Rate Your Music, or for mainstream?
1: Oh, yeah. It's, it's another complex question, because... What what are critics judging music off of? It depends on the critic, obviously, but you could say uh, art, artistic appeal. You could say, it, you know, in terms of hip-hop, you could say pen game, the lyrical ability of it. You could, you know, the flow, the production. Those are things I also look for in music, and I, I think that people who are bigger hip-hop heads look for in the music I think there's a balance that can be had between making something that is artistically appealing, genius, uh, conceptually flowing, and stuff that's has mainstream appeal. Like, I think there is a happy medium that can be found. Not many artists have been able to find that happy medium, but it's certainly been done. There has certainly been albums that are worthy of, of great critical acclaim that also get great mainstream acclaim and, you know, do great numbers and have people sing along with it in the cars or whatever. But it's just complex because it it, it all depends on what you look for because it's not just the critics who look for that stuff in music. You know, there's a lot of, there's that platform of fans who look for that stuff. That's what artists like Freddie Gibbs, Earl Sweatshirt. uh, I mean, there's, tons of artists that have built themselves up on that platform not of making hits but of making consistently good and sound projects that have artistic pull lyrical pull and production pull so it's I would say that if you want to be a great rapper in today's game you got to find a balance you have to have not only great Sing along, bumping, streaming, streaming worthy songs, but it also has yeah. to have some and of I that think, artistic. You know, component. when not you look like, at the spectrum, if you want to be great,
0: you know, you got people like this little Nasx single that I've actually never given a single stream to because I, I I have zero desire. Who's making much more money than people over in Griselda who Fantano is constantly giving them a seven, but they're still not being pushed into that mainstream but you know for me i would say i pay way more attention to what critics say and that's how i've gotten into like a lot of like alternative stuff because you know i whenever fantano posts a new review i see what the rating is you know usually if it's like a seven or above sometimes a six if it's a more familiar artist i'll be like okay i'll listen and, and you know at the end of the day that's you know a little bit of money into the artist pocket but it's it's a big trade-off and i and, I wish I remembered what I, I said last week. I, I just think it, you know, it really depends, but I think, I think a good start is for critics because I think that'll eventually get you into mainstream because of, you know, the platforms that these people have, like, you know, pitchfork and Fantano have millions of people.
1: Sure. I don't know. I disagree. I guess I did like, I get what you're saying, but I guess I disagree with the term for critics. I, I think it that's would be fair. like, I would be just more comfortable with the term for different ears for oh, a yeah. more critical ear. Like, cause there's a lot of shit critics out there, man. And I, am going to be honest and I, I'm a long time. You you brought up Fantano. Yeah. I'm a long time needle drop watcher. There's a lot of reviews that I strongly disagree with. Like it, there are a lot of shit critics out there with agendas and whatnot. I, I would be more comfortable with the, no, term that's for critical I just, ear, personally, I don't know if that makes sense. An ear that's listening for, like, if you're, if you're going to define, like, what a critic's looking for as stuff like production, lyrical ability, um, art, rollout, you know. It, yeah, I I would describe that more as for a critical yeah. ear. But I mean, certainly you know, critics, I mean, most of them listen to with a critical ear. Sex,
0: according to Fentana. Oh, Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure, that's the most famous example. That's the most famous example. Yeah, you know, Pitchfork, you know, will give a lot of albums shine that might not deserve it, will give a lot of albums that do deserve the shine bad ratings. You know, it, it, the world of critics is a mm-hmm. weird world, but it does have a lot of pull in today's game, especially in hip hop. Like, there are artists who have their entire platform built up of people who listen with a critical ear. It's not hits. Like if you look at one of my favorite rappers right now, Freddie Gibbs, you look at him, he doesn't, I don't think he has a single song over 20 million streams on Spotify. Like that's not crazy numbers, but he has a consistent listener base. He has people who buy his merch. He has people who follow him. And that's how he makes his money. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need to put out the smash hit that gets 200 million streams every year with the Drake feature, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So it, there's different realms of rap. And honestly, I, I I prefer that they stay separate for the most part. There will always be artists that find the line to walk between critical Mm -hmm. acclaim and mainstream acclaim, like a Kendrick or a J Cole, Mm -hmm. or, you know, even a Drake with some of his albums, not all of them, obviously, but there, there will always be guys who like the line. But honestly, for me, I prefer it stays a bit separate because it is different what people are looking for. And, if you want to go in your car and you want to bump Lil Pump just because you like the way it sounds, then go bump Lil Pump in your car because you like the way it sounds. But if you want to go in your car and you want to listen to Billy Woods drop complex bars over crazy beats that don't even sound like music, then do that. I think people should listen to what they want to listen to. And that's part of the greatness of hip-hop is there is yeah, so many I think it's definitely out. hard to so I would prefer know, stay one I guess would and
0: really to roll with it because... You, you lack certain elements at the end of the day. But I, I, can, I can definitely respect and understand the point of staying separate just because, you know, people have different,
1: you know, agendas in mind. You're, you're never going to make something, no matter who you are, if you're Taylor Swift, Justin Bieber, Ariana Grande, Ed Sheeran, Drake, mm-hmm. Juice World, no matter who you are, you're never going to make music that appeals to everybody. So I think artists should make what they artistically feel comfortable with. If it finds mainstream appeal, great. If it finds critical ears for its appeal, then it finds critical ears. If it finds somewhere in between, finds somewhere in between. That's what I really like about hip-hop. There is a lot yeah, of room I agree. and a lot of different lanes and a lot of different layers to this shit.
0: Trying to think of what to talk about next. though. How's making
1: burgers? How's that been? How's making burgers? I mean, I got a job at a burger place in Eugene, you know, flipping burgers, slaving my days away, I suppose. um, I'm saving up some money right now. The reason I got a job is I'm trying to save up some money, trying to get myself a little SUV or a truck, and uh, my goal this summer is to travel the country, just road trip style. You feel me? You know, live, camp, uh, you know, live in, live in the vehicle, just have some fun. I, I want to see more of the land around me. That lifestyle appeals to me to be away from all the hustle and bustle and all the pressure of making money and school for a while. I'm going to finish school, but being away from that, that scene for a while is nice. And just being away from the matrix i guess the the game we all play in life the silly little social game that everybody plays um so that's my goal right now i'm working my way up i'm trying to just save up some money so i can yeah that's actually something life, I, I really I wanted while, to do at some know?
0: point and i and i know somebody who did it like right in like last march like right when quarantine started to become a thing and i thought like wow that was like the perfect idea because they just went with four friends they went to park so it wasn't like ton of people there and shit like that
1: yeah you know go see go see all the beautiful national parks in our country go see the mountains go see i don't know go see mexico go see canada go see the rocky mountains go see yosemite i just went to yosemite over spring break that was an insanely beautiful place there's a lot of beauty in our country and it kind of hurts me to see a lot of people trapped in these cities it, it, my goal. Yeah, my that'd be awesome. Man. right now is just to get out of that yeah, for a while. A ton to get see. That's actually, day. you know, one of the
0: like the main reasons I came here was because so one of my personal trainers told me once that, you know, his place was in Cherry Hill, New Jersey, which you're familiar with, and he, this quote like really stuck with me He's like, there's so much more, yeah. than just Cherry Hill, New Jersey, even more than just New Jersey in general, and that's I was like, wow, like I I need to go somewhere different exactly. while I still can.
1: and and that that's that's a great way to think about things and th- that's kind of my mentality right now too i'm going to be 20 years old in the month of july this year and that will mark 20 years of my life pretty much you know with a couple small exceptions that i've spent in oregon and um I love Oregon. It's yeah, one of the most beautiful awesome. states in the country. There's a, You just came out here, you know, Oregon's beautiful, man. There's there's a lot to see around here. It's big, there's forests, there's rivers, there's desert on the eastern side of the state, there's mountains. I don't know if I already said that, but there's like every biome you can imagine in this state, and it's all beautiful. There's tons of open space. It's fairly sparsely populated. Yeah. You know, it's certainly a lot less densely populated than New Jersey or Pennsylvania. That's for damn sure. But um, e- e- even with all its beauty, I I have an urge to escape because it's just all, it's all I know. There is more. And I feel like 20 years of my life in Oregon was well spent. I have no regrets about it. But, like, at the same time, there's more to see. And there's more that I would like to see. You know, I'll, I'll never be able to see it all. No one has. But it's not so much about the destination of seeing everything than it is about the journey of trying to see what you can see. And I guess that's, that's kind of the philosophy I want to live my life with. I want to try new things. I want to take chances. It it, it all sounds very corny and cliche, but not a lot of people actually do it. And that's, I guess what I'm trying to make myself do trying to get uncomfortable, go places I've never been sleep places i've never slept um travel in ways that which i've never traveled talk to people that i would never previously talk to and i guess this is a good way to kind of give a sneak peek to a project that i'm working on right now i've been talking to a lot of crackheads lately you know homeless people crackheads you can call them what you want to call them people who are in the streets people who have been abused by the system people who in some cases have made poor life choices i've been talking to a lot of different kinds of people and I'm going to start. I actually already have two interviews completed. I'm going to start interviewing them, and posting it as a podcast and um, yeah, that's know, actually lost my awesome be idea because I think life, that's on the journey.
0: You know, while unfortunately they lack like a lot of other things like in, in a home just like some very basic needs, you know, they've been a lo- been to a lot of places cuz they just walk, like that's that's all that they can do and just hope
1: for a change. Mm-hmm. I, I had a two-hour-long conversation last week with a man at a bus stop right around the corner from 13th and Olive. Um, wow. And he was a man named Michael. He was in his late eighties. He's he's an older man. He he was in the streets, in big old scraggly Santa Claus beard, a ma- like a disposable mask that looked like it had been worn since last March without being washed. You know, he he was in the streets, but you know he had a lot of life experience. Wow. He, Protested in Washington D.C. against the Vietnam War, <laughs> you know he he went to L.A. and was a climate activist. He ran a t-shirt, a successful t-shirt company in Eugene for many many years before the recession hit and he got it taken from him. There's a lot of people out there who have a lot and a lot of experiences. So I don't know. I, I probably sound like I'm just talking in circles, but at the end of the day, my point is is that there's a lot more to be experienced than what you're currently experiencing. And getting out and traveling and talking to people and going places that you've never been before can add to your perspective of life and add to your life experience. And, you know, I still have very little life experience. yeah. So I'm probably think not the best person to be given that for advice. For a from. lot of people, like, the main idea
0: level. is just to, like, get married, have family, you know, all that. And, I've, and for me personally, like, I would agree with you in the sense that like you know whether those are your aspirations or not and that's like totally under- totally respectable yeah but like that's you'll fine lack. I don't, like you'll i mean you be tied down financially nothing with against a that yeah. lifestyle
1: yep your perspective yeah your, your your perspective will lack if you stay in one place forever like it, you know mm-hmm. it in it, my perspective currently lacks <laughs> like, just to be completely honest with you, I don't know what it's like to struggle. You know, I grew, well, I mean, for the last 15 years of my life, I've grown up with a silver spoon in my life, you know, in my mouth. You know, I don't. I don't know what it's like to be in the streets. I don't know what it's like to experience a lot of things in life. So, you know, just getting out there, talking to people, doing new things, trying new things, working different jobs it's all part of the life experience that i want to have a lot of people fall into that trap of i need to go somewhere I need to settle down I need to get married to this person I need to get this job that makes x amount of dollars I need to get this car i don't know like since a young age those goals haven't necessarily appealed to me the the material goals material things are very nice <laughs> to have I like material things. Yeah, I, I spend too. a lot of money. I spend too much money on material things. <laughs> but, um, you know, it, there's 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 other stuff to have in life that I believe will fulfill me personally more than the material things. And that's nothing against someone who wants to go to one town, their, back to their hometown, let's say, and, you know, work an IT job behind a desk in have their you know nice Rav four with their two and a half kids and their wife like if that's the life you want to live that's cool but for me personally yeah I think my that's
0: awesome I that really hope you to just my get the opportunity to enjoy that because I I feel like especially now while things are you know trying to get back to normal I I think it gives an even more interesting perspective of you know seeing different places because I mean we just saw last Saturday you know a full stadium in Jacksonville, Florida, where it did. Yeah. And you know, the and Rangers in, uh, as well. I was it's, watching it's, Astros game right? had a packed stadium. Too. You know, at least for my home state, you know, they're not doing a whole lot in terms of going back to in-person stuff, you know, graduation for high school is, will probably be, you know, socially distanced and, you know, certainly not normal, but it's it's just interesting. And, you know, there's a lot going on and, you know, it would be awesome to see that. I would love to have the opportunity to also go on a a cross-country road trip. And I think it's even better to do it while you're young because, you know, you don't have as much to to worry about in terms of paying bills and, you know, all this other stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, People... And this includes COVID, I suppose. People live in a constant state of fear in 2021. You know, I do too. I live in an apartment building that's five, seven stories tall in the middle of a city that has over 100,000 people in it. You know, I live in a lot of fear. There's a lot of stuff that could go wrong. COVID, um, Biden spending $3 trillion every couple months, you know, politically, we're kind of a disaster there's threats of war, there's foreign leaders, you know, people live in a lot of fear and I think that just trying to escape in any way you can and just free yourself is a good goal for anybody in whatever form that is, that doesn't have to mean going across the country on a road trip, it doesn't have to mean traveling, it could just be trying to, you know, sit down and meditate, sit down and yeah. do something you enjoy, and just I get away from also the also fear reason we live why in the lifeguard training you. because, you. you know, it's, it's something different.
0: I, I was never a competitive swimmer. I, I took swimming lessons in middle school and, and and that was about it. You know, I was, I was, to, I was always told I had the body frame to to be a good swimmer, but I, I never.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I was actually kind of surprised when you told me that you were doing lifeguard I, training. I wasn't really. Ever, I yeah. wasn't and, aware and, that you were yeah. uh, a, a swimmer. Apparently you were Yes, yeah. And, and so that's it's, cool. It's, so that's cool i respect that trying mm-hmm. something new i mean that, that's a great way it's a great way to get away from the fear you know that we live in it, it, it it's a lot a lot of shit going on right now a lot of shit yeah. that you can and, worry about well, stress yourself out with i'm sure being in, in the water a great and, release. you know that was
0: that was another thing that i was worried about it's been like over three years not necessarily that like i'll drown or anything but just because I, I i was worried that i wouldn't be in like the right environment or have like the right experience to do this and i think i'm sticking with it just fine i mean there there are some things i've struggled with but they've been super nice and they understand that you know th- this isn't something you get down the first time i mean like diving 12 feet underwater to hook your legs around a body and then bring them up to the surface is challenging you'll you'll you yep. know so uh, they drop, so for certain like have things, to like yes, live we'll do them on each shit. other. But for stuff where it's like, so th- the most challenging thing for me was, you know, what I just described where, so for this, they use a dummy, but they'll drop like, uh, it might be 20 pounds or something, but the water makes it feel so much heavier, like a 20 pound dummy at the bottom of the pool. So what you have to do is you have to push yourself under the water and then like move yourself to the bottom. So where you'll wrap your feet around this person, pull them up to your chest, then grab um, like the the rubber buoyant thing that, you know, keeps you above water and then pull that down and then that'll bring you back up because it's, it's extremely buoyant. It's supposed to stay above water. So it'll launch you back up and then you have to bring that person up to your chest. And meanwhile, you can't yeah. see because you're not wearing goggles all the time. So your eyes are closed and it's 12 feet. So there's a lot of pressure in your ears and, you know, you, you're you just can't breathe underwater so you're doing all this stuff you know kids used to hold their breath underwater just for fun but imagine doing all this it's a it's a whole different level and i it's just crazy that you know the first day i I probably did it like six times and and it was impossible to get it down you know the the dummy kept slipping between my legs I, i was losing my breath like i i felt like i was gonna drown at some point maybe go into some sort of shock and the the last saturday for the mm-hmm. first time i got it down in one try and it's 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 incredible to actually like achieve something new especially in a time like this where like there's not really a lot to to do yeah.
1: no that's that's great for you man i really really respect that i've been i you know i've been trying to try a lot of new stuff too and whatever gets you away from what ills you can be a lot of different things it can be fear it can be depression it can be anxiety whatever like just try to find something to release yourself like i, I think i'm a firm believer that everybody should have that that thing and sometimes you gotta try stuff new to find that thing so i, I really respect that that, sound, that so, sounds so um how halfway long, through uh, now so beforehand i did you have an, an entire online module,
0: module. It probably took me a total of like eight hours like over time through the first four weeks of the term and then there were like in person stuff so the first thing they did was a skills test which honestly that really wore me out i had to retrieve a a 10 pound brick 12 feet underwater and then bring that back up to the surface i had to do like a 100 yard swim with a tube that wasn't that hard and then uh tread for a minute with my hands above water which is a burner for your legs and you know when i passed that that's yeah. when they started yeah. like going into to more of just like the in-person stuff because like they showed everything like on video like on this module but obviously without like in-person practice you're you're not really gonna be able to learn how to do that stuff so that's what they've started doing so right now i'm halfway through i have this friday and saturday uh four hours each of doing probably the the same stuff maybe a little bit different um, and then at that point I'm done and it's kind of funny because the main reason I did all this was because I didn't want to work food service and I, yeah, <laughs> but it's like, man, I would have only it's had to, horrible. I could have only trying, I'm turning, like get at, out of it, then. on campus, which is like even more dumb because I don't have a car. So anything has to be within walking distance for me. Man. And I, it was either that or the wreck. And I thought, uh-huh. you know, looking at these jobs, the wreck is obviously yeah. way more appealing in general. <laughs> So I thought, how am I gonna really, you know, find something where I can like guarantee myself in and lifeguarding was perfect. So I'm, I'm following through with it. That's probably what I'll do this summer. I'll, I'll go back to Jersey and work a lifeguarding job, probably at the um, summer camp I used to go to as a kid, but it's it's also nice to just do something different in general. Like I feel like a lot of the new stuff that I'm doing is all related to journalism and sports. like.
1: And it it it's yeah. like I know firsthand, and I know you know firsthand too. It's a burnout, man. Like it, it's it's a lot of the same shit over and yeah. over and again. Even these podcasts, I'm sure, get tedious for you at times. You know, you know just. Mm-hmm. It, journalism is a very hard industry to break into, but you're doing all the right stuff with, you know, your freelance work, um, with your podcast. So I, like, I'm, I know if that's the path you want to go mm-hmm. down, you'll, yeah. You'll at the end of the day, but, you know, like, yeah, it, it's a be hard doing path to that go you down.
0: enjoy. And thankfully I haven't felt like a real like burnout to where it's like, I should really consider doing something else because I think at least for me and you, you might've experienced it yeah. too. Like, I feel like
1: that'd be like devastating. It was des like when I realized that I needed to do something else. It was devastating. I mean, you you were you were right there. We spent all of quarantine building up a media like company, and I put like I put my heart and soul into it, man. I like literally I would wake up. I would wake up at 6 a.m. to post videos, man, during quarantine. Ain't no one up at 6 a.m. during quarantine, bro. (laughs) No one up. And I was up doing my thing, bro. Videos every single day. Administrative work every single day. And, you know, I was, I really had my heart and soul into it because I was passionate about it. I didn't have to do it. You know, no one who was involved with it had to do it. Everybody, Everybody who was involved was there because they were passionate about it and i was passionate about it too but as time went on that passion started to feel more like a grind and i embraced the grind for a while but you can only grind for so long if you're not loving what you're grinding for and i remember just sitting there one day At my desk, editing a video for, you know, literally, I was editing videos every single day. You can go back and look at the Semi-Pro YouTube channel. There are videos posted every single day for that whole stretch. And I was sitting there doing my daily editing, and I'm like, shit, man. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. Not even just, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, all right, I'm, I'm done for the night. Like, it was like, I really don't want to do this anymore. Like... This grind has overtaken me. It's interfered with the other aspects of my life. It's interfered with me mentally. It's interfered with who I am. And then that turned into just a conversation with myself about who who and what I was trying to please with the industry. And I just came to kind of the realization that it was kind of a selfish desire of mine to fulfill my prophecy that I had had for myself since I was nine years old to be a sports radio host. And, um... I just changed changed my path to instead of wanting to film, fulfill my own desires, helping others in the form of children. Since I want to be a teacher, fulfill their desires, and it, that's not a knock yeah. on anybody who wants to go into journalism. It, that that's not the point of what I'm trying to say. It's just like for me at that time, I just realized my motivations. I realized I was tired of it, and like mm-hmm. it, it, everything you everything you do should be to please yourself, right? and like I was trying to please myself by that grind but it wasn't working. So like there was no point at that for me. So so it was kind of quick after that. It only took me a few days before I was on the phone with someone at the UO changing my major from journalism to general social sciences. It only took me a few days. It 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 was a quick process, but it was a deep process like yeah. It, I knew that something had to change it, it, it like i i think everybody yeah, and i respect that because i feel like you know, my like, dream just you know, changed
0: i don't feel this in myself yet and i think i hope i don't but you know for it's weird to realize at some point that what you that's something that you've been doing for so long like just changes all of a sudden and it's probably an uncomfortable feeling and you're like is this real like you're you're probably trying to tell yourself like ah this is just some bullshit you know it's just like
1: that's what yeah. i did to myself all summer like no i i'm not tired yeah. of this i'm not tired of this i'm gonna keep grinding bro yeah. come on we got and content i think to me. what i've done because
0: like, it, it, it's real it, it used to worry me so actually what i originally wanted to do probably in like early high school i really wanted to work in the front office of some sort of team you know be be the one making these moves and the person who like the representative for my six or season tickets was actually nice enough because he he had the same major at the time i think he went to Westchester or something like that and he was nice enough to sort of tell me like what's it like and he sort of like explained that like you know you start at the bottom doing like sales and shit and like you're you're really in the business end and the real way to get to the point of what like I want to do in terms of like making like you know the actual moves for this team is connections which I just felt like I, I, yeah, I didn't have yeah, and you know I was this. only a freshman in high school so probably not but I thought you know just talking to people just didn't you know. I, I, I thought it would be too hard to reach. So that's when I realized like, okay, what, what, what do I want to do? And that's when I started to get into journalism and also doing like being a sports broadcaster or sports radio. And then actually I give a lot of credit to semi pro for this. I thought, you know, the same thing is kind of there, you know, those positions are, are really, really competitive. So I thought I need to add like a third, like something else where, where I could focus into and, you know semi pro me up to really get me into sports writing i mean i get paid for it now it's not anything special i it's it's far from affordable but i mean the pay doesn't even matter to me it's just nice that i feel like i'm i'm in a good position to be able to actually p- to pick what i want to do when i'm out of college and see what's there for me and it could be something completely different it could be sports radio sports broad- broadcasting or, or sports writing or maybe not even sports just some sort of journalism that's different, maybe music, maybe news or, or whatever. Like there's I, I feel that I'm now able to, to be in a much better position because I'm keeping my mind open to more things. And,
1: and that's that's the position you wanna be in. That's the goal. I didn't like I felt tied down as a as a journalism major. I felt like I had a goal that like I I had this dream of being a sports radio host since I was nine years old. And I went through middle school, high school. I'm going to be a sports radio host. And, like, as I got into college and, you know, we talked about just what the grind did to me, it just made me realize that the options that I had before me weren't the options I wanted. And so I changed my options. And I, I applaud you that. You're in a place where you have options that you want. That's where everybody should be in college. You shouldn't just be in college to get a piece of paper and walk out. You know, you should be expanding yourself, giving yourself different options to work with. So it, it sounds like we're both yeah, in a good place after yeah, a, a was, tumultuous summer. There were good moments, there were bad moments, but of I, think journalism. Was, yeah,
0: I think, well, I I give yeah. it a lot of credit to where it really set me up today because, you know, I I literally was like, what i want to stay with semi-pro what what can i do and i'm like i i don't you know sports writing was like the last thing because i felt like i was i was everywhere else and it's just like nothing really fit for me so i thought fuck it i i hated writing in high school but if it's sports writing i'm sure i can dig up some sort of passion for it and i did i i I thought i wrote some solid stuff and you know it, it set me up for
1: No, oh, yeah, it, it, all, all, all you guys writing articles were doing great work for semi pro. Like, we we had a nice we had a nice little niche going for myself for ourselves, and I'm happy that you've been able to get other opportunities for that, and from the from those new opportunities, expand yourself to potentially get more yeah, opportunities. That was the goal of the whole thing initially. So I'm happy that it worked thank out for at someone. some point. A lot for doing that because
0: being at the top can certainly you know it's
1: more, it's, it's... that's why I hated too, man. I hate, yeah. I hated having people mad at me all the time. Cause you can't ever make any, everybody happy. It's impossible, bro. You know? So you had to picture, I hated having people mm-hmm. mad at me. I hated having to boss people around Cause I would just want, I just want to be everybody's friend. That's my person. That's my personality. <laughs> but I can also be very nasty when I'm forced to be very nasty. And so, <laughs> you know, it, it, and I didn't like having to be in that position, but, um, it, I, I'm glad that uh, you feel like you have options in front of you because that's that's the goal of life, man. Do do what you want to do. Do what makes you happy. And journalism is is certainly a job that I feel like yeah, group done group right and very, certainly very fulfilling, for so. some people it, it can be
0: different. But for me, I I I get excited like doing something different where I feel like it can set me up for something totally new, like it's it's nice and i i you know i think covid really set me up for that and I, and I also think some other things really set me up for that because you know winter term and spring term like you know fall term i was i was socializing a lot and you know just hanging out with friends and winter break rolled around and i'm like what am i really doing to set myself up
1: No, no, I yeah, I, you know, I that's kind of when you and I started to become friends, and you know, I I saw you go, I saw you go through all the phases, you know, and it, I'm I'm glad, I'm really happy for you that you feel like you're in a good position within that, because there's a lot of people if you go around can like it's actually astonishing to me how many people on this campus you go up <laughs> and talk to. Like, so what do you want to do with your business? Dude? Like, well, I don't know, may probably go into sales, like okay, okay, <laughs> that's cool. Like, you know, I hope you're happy with that. I hope you're happy with yeah. your decision to spend four years of your life working for that degree if you don't even know what you want to do. I mean, yeah, I I don't think you should be at school if you don't have like Especially a for how expensive goal for yourself, too. at least like a, a wave that you want to carve out for yourself. And um, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, no, yeah.
1: It, it's very expensive. It's it's a full-time job being a student, you know? Uh, so yeah said it multiple times now but i'm happy for you i'm happy for me i'm like all my friends at least in my inner circle seem to kind of you know have their little niche starting to become carved out for themselves and it's it's very exciting to see and you know it doesn't you know you could you could graduate with a journalism degree you could work in the industry for 10 years and you could end up saying fuck it i want to do something else and if you that's what you decide to do that's like that's cool for you. I'm, it's it's just exciting to see yeah. everybody. And going, going back to, to the you know, point about like what their college of success is.
0: is. I see that like firsthand. Like I like it just seems like and while like it's fair to like prioritize like you know, getting a good experience because high school, you know, wasn't fun for everybody, uh, it wasn't fun for me, like like I came to college wanting a good experience, but I, I was also really adamant on you know, getting good grades and and getting a degree in something that I really wanted to do. And I feel like, you know, especially, you know, a lot, I see a lot on social media. Like, I feel like people just like really have like their priorities, like out of shape or like just it's just not like. It just makes me like a little anxious for them because like. Mm hmm.
1: And it's yep. hard, it's hard to judge man because like I, I'm of the mindset that everybody should enjoy themselves at all costs. You could be dead tomorrow, have some fun, you know, go to that party, do what do whatever you want. But at the same time, yep. if you want to live a balanced life, you have to have goals for yourself. You have to have stuff you want to do in the future. You have to have stuff that you're doing now to fulfill those goals. And you also do have to have some fun. I would like to see people live with more balance, but it, it it's hard for me to mm-hmm. judge, you know, the people you're describing, but like, I see it. I see it. I see it right along with you, but I, I hope that they know what they're doing. I hope they know what makes them happy. And I, you know, cause everybody's different. What makes you happy? What's going to fulfill you, yeah. what your version of success is. So I hope that they know that that's yeah. pretty much what i would say about that because i like, hope that they you know what that
0: they're the doing. balance just is being aware important. and you know sometimes you just have some free time on your are yeah. and you're just like you know fuck it i've been studying all week I'm, I'm gonna go to this party or hang out with this group of friends and you know just sort of like get the stress off my back that you know i've been busting my ass this whole weekend and that's and that's mm-hmm. totally fair i think you know things are starting to open back up so that's it's, that's nice to see but Sometimes I feel like I just see it too often from some people. And it's just like, you know, how much time are you really putting into what you want to do? Because, you know, not only, you know, time is valuable, but certainly money. And, you know, you're paying to go here. The bottom, That's the bottom line. And, you know, certainly the university cares what you do. But, you know, they also don't because no one no one is. Yeah. Yeah. Because no one's going to come knocking on your door and or say, hey, you didn't It's do, too big for them this. to care you about know, everybody.
1: You know? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it's not high school no one's no one's coming to you when you don't show up for class and you know i i guess college is a good middle ground for you know it's a good uh incubator for going into the real world i guess because it's a taste but it's not everything and um yeah like i said i i just like my hope For other people my age and my hope for myself and my hope for my friends and my hope for you and, you know, my hope for everybody is that you're just aware of what you're doing. You're aware of what the consequences of your actions are. You're aware of what makes yourself happy and you're aware of what you think your success in life will be. Like it's going to look different for every single person, but it it is kind of hard to hard to watch. Sometimes my peers, you know. Fuck, man. I want to. I want to get uh, into it more. I just. I know. Like, I have Netflix. I have, Netflix, we I have about Hulu. About I, I watch some
0: stuff, but it's just there's so much. Like, it's like I don't even know like where to start. Like, people bring up one thing, and it's just like, hmm. you know, yeah, I should watch that. But there's also 150 other movies. Yeah
1: like these yeah no no i feel you i feel you I, film is one realm that i've been like wanting to delve into more i guess like i'm a big fan of all like all mm-hmm. the arts i yeah. suppose you know music film i i like you know physical painting drawing art too like i like it and i think movies are a great medium so i've been trying to get more well versed in that realm recently but yeah i get i mean that also goes along like the lines of being a well-rounded person like finding what you're interested in i suppose like i know mm-hmm. we are both big into sports and music <clears throat> you know I, we find we find a you know a lot of uh a lot of passion in that a lot of entertainment in that and uh, i don't know for me movies is the, is the realm that i'm trying to get myself into i i've, I've finally starting to become good about reading again i was a great reader as a little kid finally have started up again and now my goal is any big movies on your list that you've either started or
0: you know you want to get to
1: (laughs) oh man i just watched um i'm not an anime fan like at all like i've never really like watched an anime tv show before but i watched this anime movie called akira which was recommended to me by the great Kanye West on his Twitter yeah and I saw an old tweet and I was like well oh, Kanye likes it might as well give it a oh, watch because yeah. you know cause let's face it man Kanye's got the best critical eye in the game he knows what's up he knows what's up he's 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 an art genius and, uh, so I gave it a watch and that was that was a great movie just like the attention to detail that was put into drawing like every single frame and just like the visual appeal of it is really, really, really cool. So I, I, I came to respect the animated realm a little bit more. I suppose it, I don't know. It's just like I said. It, it all goes back to just being a, a well-written. Yeah, i i I was never interested in. Yeah, finding I was stuff never a big
0: anime fan in high school, but I've had people the films stuff that for stuff me lately, me and you know, you know, fuck it. Like, what's the worst they can do? I, I won't like it, and that's it. You know. Not like you know it's gonna kill you or something, but yeah, you know, I'll get to it at some point, but you know, I'm always trying to also like be like a well-rounded person because you know when the stuff that you really love starts to become like your job, yeah, you know, you kind of need something that like isn't
1: yeah, no, I absolutely and that was another thing with me and uh journalism that was really discouraging is sports like I love rap. I love reading Love movies. I I love a lot of stuff, but like sports has always been up here for me. But as that started to become like, fuck, I got to make sports takes every single day on every single sports. It started, you know, my interest in sports now is, is still suffering from that. I'm really into the NBA. Like I, I watch the NBA every night, but like, honestly, that's about it right now. Unfortunately, like I, I'm, I can't claim I'm too well-versed in what's going on yeah. in the NFL. I watched every Eagles game. Didn't watch much more than that. You know, I watched – I mean, I don't know. Just, like, my interest has definitely uh, dropped off a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Have you experienced yeah. that at all?
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I know think... deep
1: down we're both sports heads. So, like, it's always going to be with us, but – and I, I see that UFC. Yeah. So, you too, I mean, that sure was, it was really kinda nice because, kind of nice because,
0: you know, that was the one thing that didn't stop. They canceled like two cars maybe. And then they started right up again. And then, yeah. And, you know, while it came at a cost, oh, I thank guess, you, you know, Dana. there were thank you, plenty of people got COVID, <laughs> plenty of fights were canceled. They still kept going. And, and it was that point in like, you know, April, where it was the only sport going and that, and that was it. And, you know, it was a big thing. Like UFC is, is, is on. <laughs> it was like yeah, that. I mean, it was like that. Yes, and one Korean of the baseball crappy was the one thing so that, Korean, that, that kept going. I remember. in
1: Korean baseball. <laughs> Korean yeah, baseball. Yeah. And <laughs> you know, on ESPN one, that's, you on know, ESPN UFC
0: one. was great for like a couple months, but that's also started like, more becoming like a job like i mean i just wrote the the one piece about you know like my thoughts and i was you know pretty casual and stuff like that but like i applied to like a ufc internship for like digital media and like it was super late and i you know i probably should have applied earlier so i haven't heard yeah, anything i remember you telling and about you know that, that's yeah. fine I, I you know i just thought throw my name out there that's the least i can do but like that was the moment i'm like You know, wow! Like this could really become like a profession for me, and I don't mind that. It's it's something totally new. Like you asked me a year ago, like, oh yeah. And after that full stadium card, I think now it's it's like booming in popularity on it because it's booming. You know, I think it's a new era in terms of who's number one. I think on top of the fans coming back, there's a lot of stuff changing, and there's a lot of stuff that's already happened. Like Conor McGregor got knocked out in January. I mean, how many years has it been? That this guy has been—I mean, he still is. He'll always yeah. get a million pay-per-views for whatever card he's on. But I mean, he's been dominant. He's been the face, and he still is. Yeah, in general. Yeah, and now it's starting to be shared
1: of fighting of any fight. Usman
0: sure. in, in pound for yeah. pound, it's number one. Oh, no I question. think you could already John Jones doesn't fight. And he's
1: He doesn't have the, Usman doesn't have the personality that McGregor does, so he doesn't have that same pull to him, but like, I you know, he, he's, from what I've seen, I, I've just been getting into yeah. it this year, and getting into it is loose, I mean, like, I watch the cards, like, I don't keep up with the drama yeah. behind it, really. And he really. fights,
0: like, that's the bottom line,
1: like, John Jones hasn't he's, fought he's since insane. February 2020, <laughs> he's an and he keep- yeah.
0: Second fight, I mean, this this year, this fight this year, but since John Jones' last fought, it might be three, maybe three or four. Mm-hmm.
1: No, I couldn't, I couldn't, I literally couldn't believe it, man. I was just, I was sitting watching the Sixers, I think, last week. what well, We had a game on ESPN last week. I forget which game it was. But I was sitting there watching on espn in the little bottom right corner it yeah Uzzman, Mazda, Mazda, so right?
0: yeah the 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 Mazda rematch shit, in terms of the build-up like made like, sense crazy, so Ma- or, usman was supposed to fight gilbert burns in july the first time and that and and then he had to pull out because of covid and then Mazda all stepped in with six days notice yeah so there I was like a built-in that, excuse yeah. from the start which is perfectly valid i think you should get a rematch if that's the case but then the UFC moved on with you know putting Burns first because that was the original fight. Again, totally fair, makes sense. And then Usman beat Burns, and you know then Usman called out. He said, "There's this little street street thug calling himself Jesus that that needs a proper handling." And you know he, he gave him a proper handle, nonetheless. It was it's insane. But yeah, it's <laughs> you know I want to find like another sport like that where it's just like I I hop on. And it's just like I, I don't know a damn thing, but I wanna know like all of it. And I and I watched yeah, I did you know, too. I was like, literally I, just about to say I watched I golf a couple of weeks ago and like games. I enjoyed it. I like I was just like this I is just, something totally new to me. I like I felt it, that yeah. same drive to learn something new and have like zero like yeah. implications, like I need to reach this point or this point. Like, you know, it's nice to learn the whole sport at some point, but it's not like a life or death situation like there wasn't like a lot like on the line to do that and you know it was cool watching it i was like holy shit like this is great
1: yeah no i i totally feel you on that it's it's fun just to kind of be <laughs> dropped into the world of sports i yeah. tried to learn about soccer over quarantine i just couldn't do it then that <laughs> i don't know what it is with me in soccer it's just like yeah I'm watching them, watching the ball get kicked around. It's just, there's nothing, nothing's happening for me, man. It's just a ball flying around the screen. I tried it. I tried not with hockey. So, yeah. I know you're a hockey guy. <laughs> it was kind of fun when the Flyers were doing their thing. Yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, I don't even know, like, about the rosters or anything. So I don't know how it happened, but I know it happened and it's just not as fun anymore. Yeah. I don't, that, that'll like, be exciting. To if, Maybe I mean, I'll watch it the Seattle because
0: I don't think anyone's going to pull what Vegas <laughs> did. I mean, but, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That was insane. I like. I'm not even a hockey fan, and I can appreciate how insane that was. Like, it, it's, I, essentially, because the expansion have, draft I know is similar like to the, and then you just, what the NBA's method is. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And so, like, that's kind of insane that they were able to pull that off. That and it was a great story considering what had happened in Vegas, right? Before, yeah, I think it was right before. That. Yeah, the unfortunate they, that horrible. Mass shooting with yeah that yeah yeah. Vegas got a a slight advantage
0: because so the Pittsburgh Penguins had two elite goalies and they weren't going to keep both of them in in Matt Murray and Marc Andre Fleury so they kept Matt Murray just because he was younger Mm -hmm. and you know Marc Andre Fleury is still elite and he goes to Vegas and he's and he still keeps that same level so they got that advantage I don't I no team. I think really has is in that same position to where that could happen again. But I mean and, and anything changes. But it, it definitely started with the goaltending from them and you know, they develop, they were able to develop players. William Carlson William Carlson was a nobody beforehand and now he's like a, a top six player on that team. But I mean, great. F- I mean, yeah. Yep. It was just insane watching them, you know, grow top to bottom. Because like, literally, imagine it's it's literally the same thing. Like in the NBA, like an expansion team comes in and the first year, they make the finals. Like that's unheard of.
1: Yeah. Hey, changing topics a little bit because this has been something that I've personally been very interested in lately. As I, uh, bet you know, venturing more into the realm of going to the gym and you know, i trying to get a little bit bigger. What, uh, as a guy who's living in his own apartment and no, this is a judgment free zone. Cause I understand it's hard to be a college kid. Eating, <laughs> it's, what's, what's your diet like these days? Like,
0: I think it's good. And I, I'm not like eating like pure junk, but in terms of making like consistent meal for dinner, especially now, cause I've just been mm-hmm. so stressed with just a bunch of unnecessary crap. Yeah. It's it's hard. I I'd say it it's like I try and mix things up now, but usually it's like chicken and rice. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's mm-hmm. so. I mean easy. that's you know, a like staple. I, I it, like it's just protein and grain. Like it, it and that, that's healthy. That-
1: Very healthy. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that's that's the meal prep. If you're a college student, if, you, if you're yeah. listening to this and you're a college student and you're not meal yeah. prepping, I've been eating you're a mess, lot of. You're messed up. Man. you got to start meal prepping AC. So, and
0: that's easy to make. I just.
1: Okay. Sa- salmon is not only delicious, but it is extremely rich with tons of vitamins mm-hmm. and minerals that you don't find in in non seafood because like obviously it's in the water so yeah that that's another great one i respect that i would i need to start eating more salmon i've actually been getting into (laughs) fishing again lately so maybe and then you know pasta's big for me
0: uh sometimes just mixed vegetables occasionally and then like the the cheap like easy meal for me is just mac and cheese yeah
1: yeah, you know, I mean, yeah. It, there's nothing wrong with eating some shit like mac and cheese every, you know, every once in a while. But yeah, like I, I was just asking because, like, I don't know. I find myself just like lately. I, I was looking at my spending for this last month of April, and I'm not even gonna say the fucking number of dollars that I spent. Because let's just say I ran my checking account down to zero dollars this month. Yeah, I because got my, my car declined at Safeway last night, and I was like, fuck okay <laughs> i need i need to make some changes so now i'm you know i I've always yep. find myself you know going out to y'all here's a burger red meat you know oh here's another place you're going red meat red meat red uh, meat you know fatty fried foods so like i'm i'm trying to just figure out healthier stuff mm-hmm. to eat like i eat a lot of ground turkey which is a lot better for you than beef i suppose but you know, like salmon is one that i definitely should get on because salmon's extremely healthy for you. I want to get on to elk. I was eating elk for a while on the recommendation of Joe Rogan. Wow. And um I was actually fortunate enough to go elk hunting this fall for the first time. So so that was that was a story of its fucking own. But um but uh, so you ate a little bit of elk um for a while but ran out of that unfortunately. But yeah, I got to I got to find some uh I got to find some uh some more interesting meats to start eating because i'm not gonna lie i fucking love meat man it's just scrumptious i can't do shrimp that's, though that's fair, i don't yeah. know what it i guess is. you know it the, also depends the on the taste like, just ain't there for what me. you put on it i guess
0: because i usually mix mine with pasta then just put some like parmesan cheese on top just something basic but i mean you can throw on all sorts of crazy things and it's just like okay this is just like not normal and just you know shouldn't be made anymore but it's it's hard. I mean, even next year, I think it'll it'll kind of be the same because you know it, it, At the end of the day, like I'm just making the meals myself. But there's a super nice gym here, and it's just like I like that. That's the one thing that's been bringing me. It's not like eating. It's just like getting like a good yeah. workout
1: routine, and I just need to go with with somebody. Hey, I mean, we, like, we've been hooping with each other a couple times a week, at least. So, like, that, that, yeah, that and I think that really helped in for the so, lifeguard training like you're getting, because, you're some I mean, exercise swimming out.
0: to the bottom of a pool was not fun. And I felt, like, especially just in my legs, like, in, in running, just, you know, from basketball, like, I, I think that really helped. And I, I appreciate you guys asking me so often because, yeah. you know, it's, it's good mentally and no. physically.
1: I mean, if if you can make yourself and, that, and that's the hardest part is making yourself for those first couple times. And I, I know me and you suffer from the same ailment of just being scrawny motherfuckers naturally. And, uh, like just like, you know, getting into the gym and lifting weights is like it, it's not only a great way to obviously mm-hmm. build muscle and you know make yourself look better or whatever, but it, it makes you feel really good too so i i mean if you can make yourself do that just those first couple times you yeah start getting and i'll shout out my roommate next cycle. year oh, patrick you yeah, might you might get to this stuff. part but you I've know been
0: he's been it. losing a lot of weight by lifting and you know he's been nice enough like yeah we have a plan like next year that we're going to start lifting together so that's that's oh, good my for that's my bookmark to hopefully i can you know keep it and you know come around to that point but you know that's that's the plan right now but you know
1: yeah that's yeah whatever whatever works man x i don't know i'm i'm a firm believer in exercise it helps you mentally physically like i just feel better when i'm in the gym i've actually been slacking these last few days i've been busy with i've been working late and last night i wrote i've got a i've got a history class man where the professor every week has us write a thousand word essay for a a quote-unquote quiz and a thousand word essay every week. like
0: well like what is the class in general
1: It's History 347, so it is an upper division course, and, but um, it's about yeah. the USSR and contemporary Russia. And I'm not going to lie, it's interesting. I'm a history guy, so like it, it interests me. But like it, I, I've never, Let's, ever even heard of a thousand-word essay every single week, man, and... I wrote a 900-word one for last week's, and she marked me down. I want to figure out. I just wrote one for a midterm, and, and I want to see how many oh, what do you words expect that was. Well, whatever.
0: And it was 213, which is fact or fiction, which is extremely – I think it's extremely easy. But, I mean, this, this was a page and a half at most. This was for a midterm. Yeah. This one was – Is this a J course? 600 words. I wrote that for a midterm. That, I feel, I truly feel bad for you, because that, that sounds like, <laughs> oh,
1: wow. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pain in the ass, man, because, like, it's not, the questions she asked, like, the prompts aren't even prompts that weren't anywhere close to a thousand words, but I don't know, man, whatever, yeah, you gotta do what you got to do to get your yeah, piece That's data. the other part, because, like, I'm
0: in, like, uh. Maybe teacher, I gotta have it. j320 which is like gender studies and shit like that and while it's it's nice that it's easy i i have zero interest in it but i know like it's it's just part of it i just it's just what i have to do like but yeah if if i was doing that every week and it was a course that like i just needed to get done like i i would struggle i would struggle for sure but yeah i wanted i also to ask you about yosemite because you know i I saw the photos and, and they look great and i i heard i heard you all uh uh took some you know psychedelics and
1: oh absolutely it it, it was the trip it's you mind if i tell some stories we got we got some time i mean i I guess i'll just like honestly if you are looking for something to do with your friends if you're looking for like just a cheat. Vacation because we did this on the extreme cheap, like, and that was part of the goal of the trip. If you're looking for something cheap to do, drive to a national park, find like a friend with an SUV or a truck or something that you can haul stuff in, and drive to a national park. Man, we left, um, we left, I believe uh, it was on a Sunday, maybe, yeah, I think it was on a Sunday. We uh, we drove to the Oregon coast, we had a nice seafood dinner at the Oregon coast. I had a delicious piece of salmon. From there, we drove down to the Oregon-California border. This is where it got interesting. We The whole trip, this whole road mm. trip down to Yosemite, we slept in Ryan, our friend's truck. And so we had two of us in the back There's there was a canopy over the truck. So we had two of us in the back and one in the front yeah. of the truck. And like, it wasn't the most comfortable sleeping yeah. arrangement ever. Mm-hmm. Hell no. But like, it was fun and we didn't have to worry about a hotel or paying for a hotel. And we just, we, we rolled into this campground. They wanted, they wanted to charge <laughs> 20 bucks to sleep in there, but the booth was closed. So we said, fuck that. And we, we, we drove in. We parked yep. our truck for a while. We spent the night. We were out of there by 6 a.m., so no park ranger coming tell us to bit. So we were on the road nice and early, and then this is where the trip started to get really fun. We drove down the Pacific Coast Highway, which, if you're not familiar with that, is a highway that runs all the way down through California and all the way up to Canada, and it runs, for the most part, right along oh, the awesome. coast. So for a lot of this drive... You're, like, driving alongside the ocean, which is very, very cool. It it took us longer to go that route, but, like, it was worth it to us because the journey journey was part of the destination on this trip. And so we drove PCH all the way down to San Francisco. We ended up actually getting to San Francisco right at sunset. We drove up into the hills above the Golden Gate Bridge and, like, above the harbor. and Like, that was one of the most beautiful sunsets I've ever seen. The sky looked painted. Um, We took a little... We took a little uh, tour around San Francisco, around downtown. Ryan showed us around because he's been there a few times. But unfortunately, yeah. California is so locked down mm-hmm. because of COVID, man. It's way worse than Oregon even. And we're pretty locked down. And California is way more locked down. Ain't shit open there. So unfortunately, downtown San Francisco didn't have much to offer us. But we actually ended up sleeping in the truck again. In the hills, right above the Golden Gate Bridge, I can show you pictures when we're done with the show. But man, we we slept with this a- amazing view of the ocean, the harbor, the Golden Gate Bridge, downtown San Francisco. It it was like some some shit out of a movie, man. Like, in we slept there. And actually, funny funny side story. Three o'clock that morning, we're sleeping in the truck, and this was sketchy, man. We were like we should not have been sleeping in this mm-hmm. area we were at it was just like a little turnaround where people could pull off and like look at the view or whatever and we were just sleeping there i i was yeah. getting much better sleep than i had gotten the first night because we kind of rearranged our setup a little bit and i was you know i'm vibing i'm mid-sleep and all of a sudden <laughs> i hear this awful <laughs> hispanic music being played at absurd volumes like it sat like Ian was in the back of the truck with me sleeping, and he thought it was like coming from one of our phones. Like in the truck, it was so loud, it, it was insane. So, I get and you can't see anything outside of the truck because it's pitch black out there. I'm like, fuck, man, what is going on? And then all of a sudden, I see this dude, hooded up, all black, in his car. He's got like a subwoofer and his guitar attached to it, and he's playing this Hispanic music and it was the weirdest what? thing. I'm not kidding you. He stayed there all night long playing his music until we woke up in the morning. He st- we left before him in the morning. And he like he was I was so sketched out, man, cuz oh he kept God. coming out of the car like looking at the truck. I had my knife out ready to stab that motherfucker roof again. It, it. was yeah. it was a crazy experience, but like I hey, we're alive, so I don't regret it. It was fun. And it's a it's a story. But yeah, that that was fun, but we wake up from San Francisco, and then that day three is when we arrived at Yosemite, and you got to drive about two hours up a mountain to get the Yosemite, but let me tell you, when you get there, it is unmatched beauty. It is just this giant valley in between the biggest rock formations you've ever seen in your life. I didn't know rocks this big existed. It, it, they were like almost mountains, but it was just like rocks. And it was insane, and it, um, it, it honestly looked like some shit out of a painting. We just we rolled up to Yosemite, did a couple hikes, had a couple beers up in the hills. Like it, it, it was absolutely beautiful that first day. And then we talked about the psychedelics. That's what we did our second day. We got there early in the morning. We took some, uh, we took some psilocybin mushrooms. Uh, not very heavy doses or anything, but. Um, we took some psilocybin mushrooms and we walked up into the hills of Yosemite and that was a great experience. Um, <laughs> I don't, yeah. like it's hard to say that I recommend that people do drugs, but like, but like I, I definitely think having some psychedelic experience at some point in your life is beneficial to everybody. Cause yeah. it's not like, yeah, you it's get not like a, like a drug in the sense that heroin is a drug that like it makes you tweak out yeah and you're fucked up and you're getting hooked like yeah this is more of an experience it's it's like it's like puffing some random pipe at a ritual in ancient times i don't know like it's it's more of an experience but like yeah being out in nature in out in that nothingness and just Yosemite is a vast void. It's hundreds of thousands of acres of woods and rocks. And we fortunately went in kind of the off season. So there wasn't very many people there and just like got like a real sense of just like, like how small you are in this big, vast void. So that, that was a great experience. But yeah, like I said, if you're looking for uh, any kind of cheap trip to take with your friends, Get in a car and go to a national park, man. I recommend Yosemite. It was a long track from Oregon for sure, but, like, there's closer ones if if you're in Oregon. There's Olympic National Park. If you're on the East Coast, there's Smoky Mountains. Like, there's tons of great national parks that you can go to, and it's just so fun (laughs) because, like, it's kind of like being in a Minecraft Mm -hmm. world honestly just because like you can literally go anywhere like see that hill yeah i want to go there let's go there like it it, it was super super cool we were uh we were crossing rivers on logs and rocks and stuff like rapid rivers man i like it, it we did some crazy stuff there some crazy exploration stuff and it, it's basically just like a giant sandbox. And I actually didn't know this. I regret not knowing it. I will certainly use this next time I go to a national park. You can camp anywhere you want at a national park. It doesn't even have to be a campsite. You can, you can just camp, sit down a tent anywhere. So, like, the sandboxness of it is something that's very, very cool to experience. Because even as someone who's been in nature a lot, I haven't gotten to experience mm-hmm. that kind of freedom within somewhere before. Just, like, I can literally go anywhere right now so that was that was very very cool and uh made the chip trip on the very very cheap i can't i can't put a dollar amount on how much yeah each of us actually spent but like really our expenses were gas and food like we we uh we paid like twenty dollars to get into the park or like thirty dollars to get into the park or something but um very much recommend our nation's yeah. great national and, parks you know one of the few great the government actually choosing to preserve, to preserve them
0: parks. It's super nice in a world where you know greenhouse emissions and all that <laughs> shit where you know the planet's essentially dying
1: yep yeah it, and, the, and i mean you can you can taste the air up there man it's it's even like I, we were having a conversation the other day about how different the air in Oregon is from the air on the East Coast, and you're exactly right. But it goes like up another level at Yosemite just because of how high you are and like just how like there is nothing around you for hundreds and hundreds of thousands of acres. So it, uh, yeah, I'd like to do it. Sometime very cool because to be out what I've done
0: the best. Nothing mainly. I think the closest thing I've done like camping occasionally, but it's never like been by myself, and it's been a long ass time. But I used to attend an overnight boys camp where there was like nothing and you would just sleep in cabins and you know with just a bunch of dudes and you know everybody has different personalities and you know you're able to just be yourself and it's it's awesome.
1: Yeah. No, it, it when you're out there in nature with just other people like you and other people like it, it's a different experience than being in the grid and being in all the hustle and bustle, kind of like what we were talking about earlier with me wanting to travel, just like, it's nice to be out. It's, it's very, very nice. It's an experience that changed me. Definitely that trip. And has inspired me to do much more (laughs) traveling while I'm still young and able to do stuff, stupid stuff, like eat mushrooms and then walk into the woods that I don't know, or cross rivers on non sturdy rock logs and, You know, it's sleep above the Golden Gate Bridge with the tweakers. Like it, it was, it, you, you know. Probably like Mom's still young, I want to do stuff Mexican like Mexican that. Dude, it, it like was I a think. great, great experience. <laughs> oh man, I was in in the moment, man. I'm not gonna lie, that That's was the like most scary I've ever been. I thought that, that dude hour. was gonna murder us. I was sure of it. I was because there was no one else up there besides us and this random dude with his subwoofer, man. So, uh, I mean, yeah, but, and, you know, all these experiences, if you live through them, man, they just make you stronger. What, what's that, yeah, Kelly? It sounds Clarkson like you have an, interesting, kill an awesome brain, makes time,
0: stronger, to say the maybe. least. And, you know, if there's ever an opportunity where I can join you guys, I'd love to, because, it, especially for me growing up in, in the suburbs and not far from a city, you, you feel like you're, you're always involved with something. And it wasn't until I went to, uh-huh. yeah and it wasn't until i went to an overnight point in eugene where I, you I really felt, felt the weight off my back and yeah. i just you know could be myself but even that like you know there's supervision there's things you can and can't do you know it's, yeah. it's it, it doesn't even touch the level of what you guys did where you can literally uh-huh. do whatever you want
1: like, and I'm sure there were laws. I'm sure there's laws and rules at these national parks, man. But we didn't care. Like, we were just having fun. And we didn't run into any trouble. We stayed in our lane. We didn't hurt anybody. Nobody hurt us. We met lots of very interesting people just walking along the trails and stuff. You know, Yeah, man, especially with, you know, all free, the chaos. I think and think every you know, human needs that in their
0: life. People trying to achieve things or people trying to fulfill their own needs. And, you know, it's nice to just have a period where
1: nothing matters and you yeah yeah and that that was kind of the best part especially about like not worrying about where like not having like a hotel tying you down Mm -hmm. when you're on a road trip and that's kind of like why i recommend that specific like car style or camping style traveling like not having like a specific destination If you're taking a road trip for each night, like really helps alleviate your sense of, um, I don't even want to call it fear, but like your sense of, uh, I can't even find, I can't even find the right words, I guess. But it it just takes away, well, see, now I really can't even find the right words. I can't even describe the words I can't find. um, Yeah, it it takes a lot of pressure off of you. Not to have somewhere to be, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It takes a lot of pressure off. You just like, oh, if we end up here, cool. If we end up here, cool. Let's, so? You want to sleep here? No. Well, let's go here. You know, it... It's it's a very interesting way to travel and something I had never experienced before. I've never traveled like that. I've always been with very uptight, rigid itineraries yep. with my family. You know, we're gonna go here, 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 and here. We have two rooms mm-hmm. on this day, this yeah. day, and this day. It, it's it's Is nice to like really care about. You had to touch
0: on. We're, we're approaching two hours. It's usually about the max I do, but you know, oh, we've yeah, we've and touched on a only, lot. Of, I feel you know, like we've talked sports, about damn near music, everything under the sun. Trip to Yosemite. Just, <laughs> you know life as a college student and you know doing new things you know i really enjoy these episodes where there's sort of a lot to take away from where you know people have a lot to share and there's you know stuff you can learn from it because you know
1: i i I do want to say before we end like this was uh, actually my first time ever be on any sort of like podcast or uh, like any kind of media, any kind of media outlet, writing podcast, radio show, anything. Since I uh, since semi pro ended over the summer, absolutely. So yeah, was, and it's nice also fun just because to like be a part of today. So I appreciate you having me on.
0: I allow people to just talk about whatever the fuck they want. Like it, it, it doesn't matter. And you know, common things have been sports and music, which are my big general interests, but you know, talking about your experiences at Yosemite makes me want to go. And, you know, Mm. hopefully at some point I can figure out a time when I can do that.
1: Yeah, if I encouraged one person to travel with this show, then I think that, I think that's a success. Like that's that's my thing right now in life. I'm actually, you know, I'm trying to get a little SUV, trying to trade my sorry ass Ford yeah. focus for an SUV. Yeah. So I wish you the know, best of luck with that. Yeah, you know. I think everybody should do it. My house oh, yeah, in Jersey's open. If saying. you ever
0: make it over, over there, I can show you a lot. Well, you've you've been there, you've seen a lot.
1: Oh mm-hmm. I I haven't been to the man, I was supposed to go to Philly last summer, man, but COVID hit. And so that was really tough, but I need to get back over there soon, especially <laughs> the when the story back up. Howie like Roseman led equals team where
0: God knows what even happens. I, I, <laughs> who, who, who the hell knows? Who the hell knows? Yeah. But that's all for this week's episode of The Harley Show. I appreciate everyone who makes it to this point. Again, it takes, you know, approaching two hours. You know, that, that's a lot of time to, to take out of your day to listen to this episode. I'm, I'm sure. Hopefully, I hope, I mean, I, I hope at least I one person like 20 made Twenty listeners an episode, so uh, yeah. But even like that it doesn't matter. Like, I, I, if I had zero, I'd okay. still do
1: this just because it's you. fun. I see you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I see what you're doing. Like I said, I applaud you for just you know getting yourself out there in in, in the industry. And I I don't mean this is mm-hmm. any kind of slight, but I know that's something you struggled with at the beginning of your yeah. journalism journey. Was you know just getting yourself out there, so it, yeah. it's nice. Yeah. It's really nice to see that. You have you as well to be able to you know, step, step out
0: of step out of what you've been hoping to do for years, and you know, be able to do what you actually wanted. It's awesome, and you know, being a teacher is not an easy thing. So I, it'll be awesome to see what you do. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. Thank yeah, you man, for all listening I this week. Let's I hope will I see make you it. Bro next Sunday, (laughs) hopefully.